Welcome to the Everyday is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NeillCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome to another Every Day is a New Day show. Let me know where you're joining us from today. I see that we do already have live viewers with us. So good to see you on YouTube, Facebook, and of course, to all of our replay podcast listeners. My name is Kim O'Neill. You've already heard who I am in the intro, and I'm going to get right to today's guest because this is just such a fun treat for me to be able to bring him on the show and share him with you. And so with that said, I want to go ahead and welcome Elias Raymer. Welcome. Well, thank you, Kim. It's such a joy to be here with you. Thank you. And welcome, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And so welcome, David Michael Searcy. Good to see you. And um, just love having all of you guys here. Uh, Hello to Helene, who is also with us. And hello to Carolyn. You guys are so awesome. As always, continue to let us know in the chat what questions or ahas you have throughout the show. And I'm going to go ahead, uh, Elias, I'm going to go ahead and just share a little bit of your bio with everyone. And then, of course, how we got connected and, and brought you on the show today. So for those just meeting Elias Raymer for the very first time, he is an ordained Majid, a sacred storyteller in the Jewish Jewish tradition, the first known interfaith ordained Majid in the world. And he's also the co-author of Ask Your Angels, and many other books. He's also a movement and meditation teacher whose writing currently falls in a genre referred to as queer feminist speculative fiction theology. And I love the depth of that category right there. So, (sighs) Elias. Okay, I'm going to share with everyone how we got connected so they can kind of follow the the story here. So, (sighs) About 20 years ago, I was gifted a book, one of Elias's book books. It's called Ask Your Angels. And this is a book that I have kept on my shelf for many, many years. And about a couple years ago, as I started to do book reading videos live on YouTube, which many of you have seen now, this was one of the books I was very inspired to share and read an excerpt of it. And it's turned out to be a, a, one of my more popular videos. And lo and behold, Elias Raymer found the video last year and he commented on it and it was just such like just so exciting for me. So um, with that said, with that said, Elias, you originally authored this book under the name Andrew Raymer. And will you share everyone with them the, the, na- the name change and what's behind that? Yes, because it, it's very related to our conversation. I was not born with a middle name nor is my brother. And when we asked our parents, when we were kids, they said, Jews don't have middle names. 
which isn't strictly true. Okay. So I always wanted a middle name. I never felt that Andrew was my name. And in 1988, I was in a workshop in Alma Daniel's living room. And Alma is one of the other co-authors of Ask Your Angels. And the woman who was guiding the workshop had everyone ask your guardian angel, what is your soul's name? Ooh. Every single other person in the room got an exquisite name from their guardian angel that I've said was a head-on collision between Sanskrit and Polynesian. So we introduced ourselves and one person would say, my name is Ashandawara. My name is Namakalani. Everyone got a name like that. My angel said, your name is Andrew Elias Raymer. <laughs> so we went around the circle and I asked Alma recently if that was her memory of the day. She said, yes. So an angel gave me this name. There's a line in the Bible that says when we live or that God gives us 70 years to live, 80 if we're strong. And I thought, it was my 70th birthday two weeks ago, what could I give myself? And I thought, I'm going to step into the middle of Andrew Elias Raymer. So that's, my books will continue to be written by Andrew Raymer, but okay. hence Elias, and it has to do with angels. I love that. It's, why do you think your name was seemingly so different from the names that everyone else received? <laughs> I've wondered that because I'm always cranky, crotchety, and something of a rebel. Okay. Also, Elias was my great-great-grandfather. Although his name, he was an Italian Jew and his name was, was probably Elias. So okay. it was rippling up my lineage in a way, which I think is important. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, hello to a few more of our viewers here. Elias, I just got to sit with that. That's awesome. Eileen is saying, hello. Hi, cousin Elias. And it looks like we also have Kate Snicket with us who's saying happy birthday. Is it your birthday, Elias? It was on March 24th, which is when I became Elias. Yes. So a beloved friend, Anastasia's here. We've already met David, Michael, my son, cousin, friends of yours, people in your community. What did you say? Well, and, and I do want to acknowledge that the day that we're recording this, it is April 8th. And as I looked at the clock, it said 12.08 p.m. And just earlier before we started, I was reading the passage that how you and Timothy Wiley met on the, it was something like the eighth day of the eighth month of 1988. Yes. And here we are now in Eighthville. <laughs> and there we go in Eighthville. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Elias, where do we go from here? I, I, I want to start with, because you do have so many messages that you could share with people. And as I was reading, of course, more of your story in Ask Your Angels and how you've been hearing angels' voices ever since you were a young kid. And it was quite a long journey to getting to a space where you felt more comfortable with that. And, and you're also an artist and you like to speak about lots of different subjects. I, I do want to ask you, what would you like to start with sharing with our audience today? For me, what's really essential is that we're living on what the angels tell me is the cusp of radical climate change that may make life on this planet 
for all higher life forms unlivable. But we're in this period of transition. And what is utterly essential is, is basically what you're doing right now, which is building community. That the only way that we're going to change the world so that life goes on is by all together deciding to radically change our lives. Mm-mm-mm-mm. With that, one of the things that um, I know you mentioned was something you really wanted to touch on is about the thymus chakra. And being a Reiki master myself, the chakras I've, you know, I agree are very important. And um, I'd love to hear what you have to say about the thymus chakra. Great. Thank you. So if you're watching, listening, and you don't know what chakras or chakras are, that's your homework. When we're done, you're going to go look up how there are many energy centers in our body that are written about extensively by Tibetan and Indian teachers. And this is now in a marvelous way spread all around the planet so that people who didn't have that in our ancestral lineages sit and meditate and feel these generally seven major ones from the top of the head to the base of the spine. About 40 years ago, the angels said to me, you're in a lot of trouble. And you entered this trouble when you invented the atomic bomb, you being all of humanity. Okay. That fractured on a physical level, the structure of the universe that the creator put together. Now, other beings on other planets have done this. We're not the first. But what they said is big mistake. And whole councils of the beings that help to guide us, who we don't usually pay attention to, decided what we need is to embed a new chakra in our bodies. Wow. So it's between the heart and the throat. And if you start to tap your upper chest, there's an area where there are sort of two ribs that stick out. Mm -hmm. And turn your senses inward. What you will notice is that there is a tiny little seed of energy there between your heart and your throat chakras, thymus chakra. And if you focus on it, if you like colors, its color is sort of in the blue-green range. Okay. Aqua, turquoise, not the same for everyone. But what's unique about this is that when we awaken it for the very first time in all of human history, every single one of us will be energetically connected to each other. Wow. So if you start to feel this, and as you're walking down the street, begin to broadcast this energy out of your chest to the chests of other people and help to awaken their thymus chakra chakra. What's going to happen for the first time is that all of the billions of us who are separate, who are still living in a way out of our eight brains in this us-them consciousness, which we can see so clearly in this time of social unrest, of what's happening in COVID and how people are both dealing and not dealing with it. When we are all connected, we will be like a gigantic flock of birds, all united. And if you ever watch birds flying, yeah. again, 
why do angels have wings? There's something going on here. They're flying, they're flying, they're flying. And no one picks up their phone and says at the front, the head bird, I'm really tired. Who wants to take over? Something effortless happens. The front bird goes back. Someone else rises up. There's this spontaneous movement that we don't have now of we and me. Me the leader, we the community. So one, if you're listening to this, I invite you to do is to continue to focus on this area. There is a little bit about it in Ask Your Angels. It's in a lot of my other books. And notice that you, whoever you are right now, watching and listening, who's part of the community that Kim's created, you have the ability to be a transformative agent by stealth. You're sitting in your car at a light. Beep, 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 you're beaming this out. You're in a line in a supermarket. Beep, 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 beep. You're sending this energy out and feeling that we can connect. And right now we're so aware of all the divisions just in this country, not the planet. This will be the healing. And that's fascinating. That's the thymus chakra and not the heart chakra. Yes. What the angels told me is that the heart and the heart chakra evolved to love all the people that we know. And that we're biologically programmed to really love about 125 people because that's how for a million years human animals lived in little pods. Okay. And our primate brain is still conditioned to think if you're not in my little pod, you might kill me. I better kill you first. What the thymus does is it opens us up to love approximately 14 billion people who are not on the planet yet and hopefully won't because that's way too many. Wow. That is fascinating. Okay. Okay. So... Our audience, they're just going wild with the chat. So let me let me <laughs> let me go back to here. We have also Anastasia with us from Yosemite. Good to see you. And it looks like Kate acknowledged about her name. She said, "Hi, Andrew. It's Nora from Ohio." So thank oh, you for acknowledging hey. that. <laughs> hey, Nora. Hey, Lynn. I don't know how to answer the chat, but some of them I can see. That's that's okay. Yeah, it, on the left, on the one of the sides of your screen, uh, you can see the the comments there. And yes. Lynn is also with us, saying, "Brother, hey sister, love <laughs> you." <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! So, Elias, I love that you're talking to us about the angels and their messages to you over time. I was mentioning to Elias just before our show how I had just read a passage in. Uh, the book here. And let's see if I can locate it again really quick. I put some tags on here. The base, the message here was, and this was written in 1992. So it was the chapter three, how we met our angels. And it says the angels say that the worst is over. The tide has turned, but it will take time for this grand vision to be fully realized in our material reality. All is in place for the coming transformation. We will look back and wonder how it all happened. How did we slip so gracefully and smoothly into a new era of light and life where spirit and matter are united? And I just had to share that out loud because I think so many people can see how that is showing up in their present reality very much these days uh, as opposed to you know pre-COVID. Um, 
But I also think it's so key and helpful to hear you say that um, it's the time is now for us to make those those shifts that we haven't yet made. So in addition to uh, tapping on the thymus and beaming out that energy of love. And I love how you gave it a color because I can imagine for someone who, who maybe they're not quite connecting with this space somehow could, could even just use the color. They imagine tapping into the color. They can envision beaming that out. What, what other tips or advice have, uh, you know, from the angels have you received about how we can take heed of this time right now in bringing the light and life and matter and all of it together? Lovely, lovely question. If you're here today, whatever your thought is about what an angel is, what the angels have often said to me when I'm teaching an angel workshop is, we are information fields. And what they say is, we're sitting here right now surrounded by information. How are we all together? This is the first time this has ever happened in human history that we're together in completely separate places. Information is connecting us. If I pick up this little mobile phone, which is mine but does not work, which makes me very happy actually, there are thousands of people who could connect to me. Right. This is information. So what the angels are inviting us to look at is whether you believe that angels are beings with wings, whether you believe that angels are information fields, their invitation is at every moment of the day to do two things, to stop and be grounded in your body. So what they've got in me, which is interesting in beings who don't have physical bodies, but for more than 40 years, my meditation practice begins with massaging my whole body to wow. get present. My soul chose to be in this body. So the first step is to feel your body, to notice okay. where you don't want to touch your body, where you do the parts you like, the parts that our culture says, don't go there, to really bless our own bodies so that we move in the world in an embodied, holy way and then the other half is to feel whether you believe that each of us really does have a guardian angel or what my angels prefer to be called as companion angels. Ooh. Rather than guardian, guardian already implies we need to be guarded from something, which okay. triggers a level of fear in our primate brain. But companion angel is different. So whether or not you believe that you have a companion angel. We know that we live in information fields. And the word in many languages, so in Hebrew, the word for angel is malach, which means messenger. And the root of the word angel in English also means messenger. So if you can ground yourself in your body and then feel that you are surrounded by an information field that isn't physical, it connects you. So it's another level of this thymus chakra energy. Many, many years ago, I would say about 40 years ago, there was a commercial that always made me cry from New York Telephone. Okay. And the jingle went, we're all connected, New York Telephone. And every time I heard it, I cried. And my favorite episode was a young woman is unpacking her dorm room. 
and she's on the phone back in the days when you held the phone in your hand and she's talking to her grandmother on a split screen like like we are so you see her and you see her grandma and then you hear the jingle we're all connected that's the work or perhaps that's the play I love how you start. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I love how you started out acknowledging that everyone um, may perceive angels differently or have just right. They're different. There's story behind angels because you guys also reference that in this book about how you, you Alma and Timothy, how if you had each written this book individually, it would be three completely different books, but instead the three of you came together, collaborated and shared together. And I think I just wanted to share that part too. So that's, that's this is a beautiful example of that. So is this book still in print for people to purchase? This book is still in print. It okay. is very available. And I haven't heard back from the publisher yet, but I actually wrote a sequel to it, which I didn't think I would do. It was one of the gifts of this time of COVID in the world that the angels came to me and said, darling, I didn't used to let them call me darling. I hated it when they did that, but now I like it. They said, darling, there's more information. Put it all together, which is working with an even higher level of angelic beings. One of which, two of which were sort of mentioned in Oscar Angels. Wow, so when is... If it comes out, I haven't heard back from the publisher yet. The okay. title that I'm playing with is called Heaven is Earth. Oh, Not nice. Heaven on Earth, Heaven is Earth. Oh my goodness. I love that. Letting that sink in right now. So I'm, I've got to acknowledge <laughs> many of my viewers know that a couple of weeks ago, I launched the let your light shine movement. And I talk about how when people allow themselves to be who they authentically are, how to me, that is heaven on earth. And I love that you literally just said heaven is earth because I want to bring people back to the space of empowerment. We don't have to wait for getting some other place to finally experience that sense of heaven. It can be here right now. And oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I hope the publisher absolutely picks up the sequel to your book. Um, I want to give everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to make sure that everyone can see the image of the of the first book just a little more clearly. So I'm gonna pop a, an image on screen. Okay, it covers our faces, but I wanna quickly show that to everybody. Let me get the banner off so you can see it completely there. Ask Your Angels by Alma Daniel, Timothy Wiley, and Andrew Raymer on the cover, also known as Elias Raymer. Awesome, awesome. Let me go ahead and grab that back down. There we go. And the, the young woman in the painting, the painting was done by a man named Abbott Henderson Thayer. I think in 1889, and the young woman was his daughter. So I love that sense of play that he had of embodying oh. the angelic in his own lineage. Very nice. Well, I know we have a few people in our audience that they have experiences of hearing angels. And I, in this time of awakening right now, we've got a lot of people who are, who are acknowledging that they're receiving information as they wake up and you have experience with this and, and, you know, I'm going to say feeling conflicted with what you are receiving and understanding it and, and sharing it and all of that, you know, what advice do you have for someone who's in that process of, I hear voices, 
I know I'm not crazy, but if I tell anybody else about this, they're going to think I'm crazy. Do you have any advice or tips you can share with that person? Yes. The first is you're not crazy. But there are techniques and tools, and not just in Ask Your Angels, in many other books. But if you look at the Judeo-Christian Islamic traditions, angels appear all the time. So you're in a lineage already. If you're sitting here right now, you're in a community. And so there may be people that you don't want to tell that you hear voices. But in this gathering that you've created, Kim, this is not just a safe place, but an open place. Oh, I love that. Yes, safe and open. Yes. So if you're here and you're hearing voices, you're not alone. And what the angels keep telling me is that every single person who's alive has come in with a tool for the transformation of human life on this planet. Every single one of us. So if you're hearing voices, that's connected to what you brought with you to help to heal the world. Mm -hmm. And this is hard for me because I'm basically a recluse and a really shy person who wants to live in a cave. But what comes through us doesn't belong to us. We're the channel and it belongs to everyone, which is what you have been doing already, Kim, and so many people are doing. I love, sometimes I get so immersed in these conversations. It's like, I don't know where to go next. And I'm so good to, glad to see that our audience is loving this conversation too. Thank you. Yeah, yes, so show, show that on the screen a little bigger. I'm gonna see if I can make you, um, see if I can make you bigger. Okay, so this is called Angel Answers. It's also still in print, written by that guy, Andrew Raymer. And it's messages from my angel to you. And then it's followed by a book called Revelations for New Millennium, which isn't only about angels, but also has angelic information in it. So this is my work. And I have been blessed and gifted that my work has gone out in the world. But many years ago, the angels told me that the most powerful healer who ever lived on planet Earth has never, ever been heard of. No one ever knew anything about her. She was this ancient shaman who was born in a little fishing village in Japan, somewhere in the north of Japan. And in the course of her entire life, which is around 60 years, she broadcast such a powerful field of healing that no one ever drowned, no one ever got sick, no one ever had accidents or injuries, and no one ever knew anything about her. Wow. And so often when I'm teaching, I tell the story that the angels told me, which is our capitalist culture measures the value of our worth often by success. But you may be the most powerful healer, transformative artist, musician, writer in this whole gathering today and we don't know who you are, but your work is going out in the energy field like that woman in Japan. And for the course of her lifetime, no one ever got sick and no one ever knew about her. 
That was her choice to come in that way. So we all come in with a different choice and all our work is essential. What I hear as you share that is, of course, just how you just closed it out about, about everything that you put out there has a ripple effect and still impacts people. I also hear the message that you get to go at your own pace. You get to go at the pace that feels authentic for you in sharing out who you are and your gifts and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, Kate is saying it's tapping into our inner wisdom and to universal wisdom. It helps to have a visualization of an angel. Hmm. Awesome. And Helene is saying amen once again. What do you, go ahead, Elias? Did you have something you were going to say? I, I was kind of riffing on what you were thinking about, which is I want to invite people to consider angels that look like turtles, winged turtles. I move very, very slowly. That's my pace, which is odd on someone who's an Aries who's supposed to be leaping ahead. Nope. So just imagine that some of our guardians move at turtle pace and they're angelic. I love that because angels are one of my, my animals. <laughs> so I think that's fantastic. I absolutely will, will envision angels, turtles with angel Perfect. wings. Great. Oh, um, Betty is saying, I recognize many angelic saving graces upon me in the past. Awesome, Betty. And Helene is saying, thank you for the show. You're welcome, Helene. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And Linda is saying such a great point that what comes through us is not ours alone. It's coming to be given. This takes the ego out of it too, along with the lack of confidence that can hold us back. And thank you, Linda, for, yeah, go ahead, Elias. And Linda is the person who helped me to open the door to accepting listening in Brooklyn in 1976. So Linda, you are a wise and powerful teacher because we would not be here if it wasn't for you all those years ago. Awesome. Well, Linda, thank you for being with us today and chiming in. And here's, here's what I have to share that really speaks to that. Um, I launched the Let Your Light Shine movement a few weeks ago, but it actually was a few months ago that I received the inspiration for it. And it was the first time that I really felt an inspiration in a, well, in the way that I felt it for the movement. And just like what you were describing, that what we receive isn't for us, it's for others. And and so this this movement that feels just very big and and very much to serve so many people it came through me, but it also doesn't feel like it's mine. And so it's such an interesting feeling um, that I love because it means I can get to speak to it without feeling any of that egoic attachment to it. And I, so I just, I just wanted to add that. Um, and Linda is given lots of kisses and hugs too. So thank you, Linda, for that. <laughs> oh, Eli. Elias, it, we, of course, we have, we have reached our, our allotted time for the show, um, but I, I want to make sure you get to share your, some of your other projects. I know you have a few other books with you. You just shared those. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today about what you're doing, how they can connect with you after the show, anything else we haven't acknowledged? 
I am so delighted to be here. And what I am is really in some way a funhouse mirror for you. So when you go to amusement park and there's the funhouse mirror and it distorts, what you're looking at is you, not me. I'm just the funhouse mirror. I look like a 70-year-old man, but I'm you. And what is coming through you is for everyone right now. Every one of the seven plus billion of us, every single life form and the planet itself. And the best way to connect is I want to invite everyone to imagine that there are three angels who will who are the focus of the sequel to Ask Your Angels, Heaven is Earth. I want to invite you to imagine that there are three angels bigger than the planet. They are gigantic spheres of information, larger than the planet and beyond its atmosphere. One is the angel that guardians the physical planet. One is the angel that guardians all of life on the planet. And one is the angel that guardians human and cetacean consciousness on this planet. And all of us seem to have one of those three as a primary agent. So my invitation is sit quietly, feel your companion angel with you, feel your thymus chakra, and notice which of these three right now is your primary doorway for your sharing your information energetically. And just sit with it. It, my pronoun for angels, it sit with it. My pronoun for God is capital I, small t, it. And feel that what's happening today is the manifestation of what Kim O'Neill was guided to do as your part of the transformation. And again, some of us may be like the healer in Japan. We will not have shows. We will not publish books. But a thousand years from now, some angel will say to someone else, the most powerful healer that ever lived on the planet. No one ever knew who that person was, but oh my goodness, did they make a difference. Elias, one of our, thank you for sharing that. That is the fantastic visual that, you know, let me know in the chat. Are you, do you, are you going to do that after we get off today? I know yeah. I absolutely will. So thank you for sharing that. And one of our viewers, and I don't want to get the name wrong, but someone earlier said, Oh my goodness, I'm loving this conversation. I wish it was three hours. And before we went live, <laughs> Elias said, well, we could talk for three hours. And I said, well, I'm open to that. <laughs> We're not going to do that today. But um, Elias, I would love to have you back to share more uh, with, with our audience. And uh, uh, we didn't even touch on some of the things I planned to touch on. And that's, uh, you know, I, I always feel that that's just fine. We go with what feels is resonating in the moment. And you shared so much good stuff today. So thank you for everything you shared. W what is the best way for people to get in contact with you after today's show? If you go to that other person's website, andrewramer.com, okay. you will find contact information. And do please note that Andrew Raymer hardly ever checks his email because he's a 19th century character who um, writes with a fountain pen. So he will move slowly. At some point in the next 20 or 30 years, he will reply. But think about fountain pens. And think about all of us. Just let's take a moment now to just 
beam out the thymus chakra energy to everybody here. We can't see each other, but we're together. And what this gathering is doing is rippling out like a luminous pebble dropped into a pond. This energy that we're all a part of now is rippling out to the whole planet, to all of humanity, to all of life on the planet itself. So thank you, Kim, and thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here and sharing that. And yes, definitely go to andrewramer.com. And I'm just going to spell that for our podcast listeners. That is A-N-D-R-E-W-R-A-M, as in Mary, E-R, andrewramer.com. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, as always, please do share it with people that you know who may find value in it and benefit from it. Give it a like. We thank you so much for your engagement and interaction in today's conversation. This was such a meaty, juicy one, and I know I all absolutely loved it myself. And I just want to lastly remind everybody that you have an invitation, an open invitation to join the Let Your Light Shine movement. This is for everybody and joining is free and easy. It's simply a way for you to say, you know what? I am awesome just as I am. And this is how I shine. And this is what shining means to me. And by doing that, it speaks to that ripple effect that Elias was sharing with us of each person being and giving their gifts in the world and how it has a massive ripple effect for the planet. So that link is on the screen for all those who would like to join the Let Your Light Shine movement. And with that, just going to lastly again say thank you, Elias, for being here today. I look forward to connecting with you again beyond today's conversation and wishing you all the success with the sequel of your book. I look forward to getting an update on that as well. Good, good. Thank you. And Wishing everybody an amazing day. Remember, wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. You are light. As Elias was saying, heaven is earth. What an amazing shift that right there is. Go out and be that light that you are already. And I'll see you again on the next Every Day is a New Day show. Stay right there, Elias. And I'll see everyone else again soon. Bye.